0: Hello, and welcome to the Joy Lutheran Church podcast, a podcast of the weekly sermons. Here at Joy, we believe we are called to experience faith, know love, and share joy with all people for the sake of this world God loves. We are glad you are here. Let's listen. Pastor Angie Cutney, and this is the Scripture and Sermon for Sunday, October 10th, 2021. The Gospel reading is from Mark, the 10th chapter, beginning at verse 17. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, I have kept all of these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. And Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. And Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age, houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children and fields, with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. This is the gospel of the Lord. Oh, so you know what I love? I love when Jesus tells stories about children and how he invites them to come and take center stage and he blesses them and encourages us to be more like them. And that's been the story for us for the last couple of weeks. And I love that because it's easy to think about and preach, but today, well, today is a different story because to be honest, scripture that mentions wealth and a camel squeezing through the eye of a needle is neither easy to think about or to preach. But a friend once told me that I didn't always need to wrap things up too tidy in a sermon, that I could actually sometimes leave things unsolved, like a cliffhanger at the end of a Marvel comic. Truly, it's the best advice I've ever received because I couldn't make this one tidy if I tried. And I tried, believe me. Today, we hear the promise that in the kingdom of God, the last are first. And the story begins with a rich young man who asks Jesus what he needs to do to inherit eternal life in the kingdom of God. Now, according to him, he knows the commandments, loves his neighbors, honors his parents, and he hasn't killed anyone. So what else can he do for this kingdom to be his. And Jesus loved him and responded by saying, young man, you lack one thing. So let's start here, because what does he lack exactly? I mean, by the standards of the world that measure abundance and blessing, he lacks nothing, nothing at all. Not only does he have riches galore, but he's clearly been well well cared for and educated. The story is frustratingly vague, which makes it tempting to reduce it down to something that is far too simple, but easy. We just decide to take Jesus literally and agree that the guy does have too much and that he needs to give it away or we take it as a warning to the rich, this young man and others, and judge and and assume that he is hoarding his wealth and isn't really being generous with his abundance and doesn't even notice that other people are living a life of scarcity. Whatever we do with this story, I think that we humans what we really want is to escape the fact that Jesus's words, you lack one thing, could possibly be meant for us too. Now, I spent a lot of time this week thinking about this text, specifically about what it might be that the rich man was lacking and what I myself am lacking. And I thought about what it means to be rich and poor and first and last, and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in this divided and broken world in which we live. And What came to mind for me was a worship service I attended several years ago. It was one of the most powerful spirit-filled holy moments in my life, and it happened in Juarez, Mexico, which is no glamorous vacation place, I know, but It's quite the opposite of that. It's dangerous and violent due to drug cartels. It's poor and overly populated with the majority of the people living in poverty, third world nation kind of poverty. And it's not a safe place for women or children. In fact, they are the most vulnerable people in the city and often victims of violent crime. And because of this, whereas is one of the last places many of us would ever consider going, let alone believe we could experience God in such a powerful way. Well, my group was there to build a church and this congregation that we were serving alongside was awesome. They were children and youth and young adults and single moms and some very, very old folks too. They were, without a doubt, some of the most vulnerable people in Juarez. And we got to know them well during that week that we were building together. Now it's the tradition of that congregation to host an agape feast once a week. Agape means love. And an agape feast is worship with a meal, made in community and shared in community and is meant to create and strengthen the bonds of friendship and love and trust and safety in a place where these things are scarce over time it had become for them a meal of grace and it was a meal of grace for us as well it was an experience in abundance singing food fellowship holy communion and blessing and we left Filled up, not just because the food was delicious, but because we had so clearly known God's abundant grace given by and through these people, these children, and youth, and young adults, and single moms, and some very, very old folks, people who are the last ones most of the world even thinks about. And it's a rare thing in life to feel so cared for to sense the gifts of abundance and grace and love by anyone, let alone people you met just days before. And I have never forgotten that experience, in part because I was so surprised by it. Surprised because these were the last people I would have thought could teach me about God's abundance. I mean, I was there to help them after all, And yet I believe to this day that I received more from that church in those hours at the agape feast than I ever gave. I know now that what I was lacking then was the vision to see that abundance was not simply about wealth and that I and my group had not cornered the market on teaching anyone about discipleship and the kingdom of God. And that more often than not, the last people I think will show up and show me the kingdom are the first people who show up. I was lacking something. And the rich young man in the gospel story is lacking something we know because he only thinks to ask what he himself can do to gain eternal life. He doesn't realize that this good teacher is the Christ, the son of God, the savior, the very one who was at that moment on his way to Jerusalem and the cross to do what no one else in all of creation could do for him and for us and for the world. And so he went away from Christ and abundance and a life of discipleship because He had too much, too many things, but Jesus said he lacked one thing, and perhaps that thing was faith, or trust, or vision. So here's the cliffhanger. This story today asks us to think about how we might complete the sentence, I lack fill in the blank what is it you lack do you know because that thing that's lacking is the very thing that could prevent us from being the disciples we are called to be and it's a very terribly hard question to answer i know but we ask it here, among the community of the faithful, of children and youth and young adults and single moms and even some older folks, because just by asking the question, there is hope that the places and spaces of that which we lack will be filled once again in abundance. So children of God, this is the untidy message proclaiming the promise of God's gifts of abundance and grace and love for you in this kingdom of God where children are blessed and the last are first. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Here at Joy, we are committed to living out our faith in love, joy, and service to our neighbors and the world. You can learn more about Joy Lutheran Church by visiting our website, joylutheranwi.org, or on Facebook, Instagram, or in person at the Joy Building, located on Highway 35 in Centuria, Wisconsin. We look forward to being with you again next week. Go in peace.